0: For Henley's new Main View collection, all the luxuries and now seven-star energy efficiency, and Halal home loans and investments with Hijaz. Australia versus Pakistan on SEN Test Cricket. SEN Test Cricket the host plus end of day two, a sodden day two at the SCG. New Year's Test, Australia, Pakistan. Uh, we've we found shelter. Adam Collins yeah. brats under ocean and it's teeming with rain. Here at Sydney as it's done quite a bit in test matches (laughs) over the last five or six years. Uh, They went to an early tee at 2 for 116 Australia. They didn't get back. The only wickets to fall, David Warner, who was caught at slip for 34. Usman Khawaja caught down the leg side for 47. Marta Slabishay still there on 23 with Stephen Smith. Pakistan did well to keep it tight and to get a couple of wickets. But a day where not a lot transpired.
2: And they went off for bad light this is when the ground staff wasn't weren't even like too involved or too interested in bringing the covers out or they realized the rain was away they went off a bad light when amir jamal had just started bowling uh, bouncers or short pitch deliveries to manas labashen and steve smith were just walked out to bat it looked like the umpires walked up to the pakistan captain Shan masood and said no i think we might need to bowl spinners at both ends Shan masood seemed to say nah we want to stick with fast bowler so what happens they walk off uh, and we've seen it so often in sydney uh And then they called for early tea, as umpires do in these situations, and then we were just waiting for the light to get better or for the rain to come, and the rain came earlier than expected, and there you go, another day washed off, or half a day washed off in Sydney.
0: Yeah, so Australia trailed by 197 as we come back for day three, so still ample time in this Test match, the game moved pretty quickly on day one. David Warner found a little bit of fluency just before Salman came on, and just as it was at Melbourne, Salman got him seventh ball there, third ball today, hard spun delivery, angled in at the leg stump from around the wicket was enough to kiss the edge it bounced and turned and Salman feels to me anyway after watching him for yeah. two and a half weeks like better than a part-timer
2: yeah I, I kept calling it I don't know why they had to go for a specialist spinner they and if they had a spare bowler, it would have made sense to play him in place of Shaheen Shah Fridi. but Sajid Khan was not impressive at all but it was an interesting innings from David Warner right could well be his penultimate innings you the match situation is such that you Think David Warner would get one other go. Maybe an exciting run chase on day five. That would how cool would that be? Uh, but yeah, he, he, you're right. He found his fluency sort of after the catch was dropped off him. Simple catch. Pakistan dropping yet another catch at first slip. Amir Jamal had just come into his spell. That was his first over. A couple of classic. David Warner boundaries one when he went down on his knee and drove through the covers. Uh, but yeah, he it, the innings just didn't go off. Like you know, that's generally the time after the cover drive that he gets into fourth gear, fifth gear. Uh, it did happen and eventually uh, a pretty soft dismissal uh, in all this excitement around the David Vaughan farewell. Um, it was almost anticlimactic the way he got out uh, in what hopefully is his penultimate innings, like I said. And Usman Kawasha
0: who Was more hard-held in both sessions, actually. He started slowly against Mm. Mir Hamza in the first hour of play today. The third hour of play was slow as well. He was eventually caught down the leg side for 47, gloved one. It was given not out on the field, overturned by Joel Wilson upstairs. Amir Jamal deserved a wicket after finding the edge of Warner before lunch. He's always in the scrap.
2: Yeah, and those guys we keep talking about, Mir Hamza, Amir Jamal, Agha Salman. Once again, having an impact with the ball. Mir Hamza What it. ball 9-0 and conceded 4 runs at one stage. Uh, they just couldn't get away. And the number of times he kept beating the bat. Wonderful skills from Mir Hamza. If only he had a little more pace, you'd think he would have played test cricket sooner. He might still end up playing quite a bit of test cricket. But Ahmed yeah, Jamal, Josh, I love that word. It means passion in Hindi slash Urdu. And he's shown a lot of it with bat and ball. And he kept running in, right? Even getting rid of Usman Khoj. He dis- deserved that wicket. And he just seemed to have started getting under Manasis in Steve Smith's head with the odd Neil Wagner field that Pakistan had set up. Unfortunately, that's when bad light uh, resulted in play being called off or at least the players leaving the field because it felt like it was an interesting session where probably Pakistan could have taken an advantage. But to their credit, they've stayed in the game. This game is very much alive uh, and... At this moment, could it uh, seems headed to a pretty exciting finale.
0: All right, let's try again. Tomorrow, day three, is Jane McGrath Day. We'll be decked out in pink and all the rest to it. Follow every ball on SCN Test Cricket. Our post-game show is for Host Plus. See you tomorrow. Passing around the wicket. Warner
1: goes for one outside the off offstop, and he carved it away through cover. A beautifully struck boundary. Warner edges through the cordon and down to the boundary for four. Oh, they just pulled the third slip
0: out, too. Bolster Kawaja, who sweeps him in front of Square, out towards mid-wicket. No fielder there, Robbo. Jamal approaches from the Paddington, and he finds the edge of Warner, and it's put down at first slip. It was in and out. It's been such a problem for them throughout the series. Kawaja
1: uses his feet. He lashes out straight down the ground. A couple of bounces into the rope for four. So the quick in for the Paddington end. He bowls to Warner, who's jammed up. That ball edges and slews away through the court. And again, through third slip, down to the boundary for four. Warner's living
0: dangerously. He's 31. It's like it levitated over it, didn't it? Here's Kowaja again carving. In front, of point, out to the O'Reilly stand for four. Kalaza's been hard-held this morning at times, but up to 30, he moves from his 73rd delivery. Australia, none for 69. That was hit-me-stuff. Did they, last? Caught it, slip. Yes. Yes, it is caught at slip. Salman gets Warner again. With his second ball into the attack, Warner was squared up, and just when it looked like Warner was building into a little bit of rhythm, he pulls his glove off. And the crowd's deflated with Warner walking off. That's nasty.
1: Oh. Labuschagne is back and cutting through cover this time. He tuned that up with the previous and knocks it away to the boundary as a follow up. He's bowling round the wicket straight
0: away to Kawaja, who pulls him, skies it, but gets plenty as well. Then it trickles into the rope. Kawaja pulling. And it's a shout for leg before, and ends up with the keeper. And they want it. They want it upstairs. Things. I have a mark on hotspot. Yeah, on the bottom glove. Kawaja's in strife here. You can hear Joel Wilson. University you decision, you're on screen. Signal now. Giving the instruction to Michael Goff and Pakistan, who bowled wow. with control after lunch. They've brought back Jamal and second over into the attack. He picks up Usman Kawaja for 47. Bowls here, short. Smith takes it on, finds the gap, gets it out for four. Two men in the deep, but he bisects them. The deep back square Smith. Again, he must have known it was coming with the field set that way. The umpires have come to speak to Shan Masood between
1: overs. Don't take them off. They're going to take them off for light.
2: Yep.
3: No. There's 20,000-plus people here. I'm booing as well. Listen to the crowd in the background.
0: The floodlights are on.
1: This is two years in a row. This happened on day one last year, and it felt completely unacceptable. And it feels precisely the same way today. Day two of each Test match throughout the summer. Nick Hockley, the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, joins us.
3: Nick, Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Gerard. Happy New Year. And (laughs) and to everyone listening. How relieved were we that that ball didn't
1: tickle Warner's bail the second-last ball last night? Oh,
3: my goodness. Very, very close. But, you know, I think he's capitalised on those types of opportunities where he's had a let-off previously. So, you know, let's hope he comes out with the same kind of intent he showed on the first ball. What did you make of day one here in Sydney? I thought it was a, an excellent day of cricket. I think probably honours shared. Uh, I was, you know, middle of the day, look, no chance of Pakistan getting over 300. So I think it just shows the, you know, the level of determination, tenacity, uh, you know, the tail wagging significantly. And um, so, you know, I think the, the whole series has been played in, in a great spirit. And, uh, you know, I know speaking to the, my, my counterparts at the Pakistan Cricket Board, you know they're they're seriously up for this game, and they I think they've they've built their confidence has been built. Um, they see this as their ultimate ultimate test, playing against Australia in Australia, and I think they demonstrated that yesterday. So we're we're in a match, and um, yeah, great to see such a, a wonderful crowd. Um, I particularly noticed all the kids coming in um, yes, yesterday. Uh, the families, so uh, yeah, we're hoping for a fantastic Test match. 33,900 here.
1: I was curious,
3: we were here for the semi-final when
1: there was this huge Pakistan contingent at the World Cup and then they owned the night at the MCG of the final. Have, do you feel like you um, quite tapped into that community again to draw them back to see their team in Test cricket?
3: Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I think we see that when we play on the subcontinent that, uh, there's a great level of interest in test cricket, but actually going for a day of test cricket um, is maybe not as, um, you know, there's not as many people turn out as, as, as T20 where they get, get, get massive crowds. And I think the same is true locally. I mean, there have been a whole load of wonderful events uh, involving the Pakistani community. We've gone to great lengths to en- engage the community. Uh, you know, I think that we have a supporter bay that's been particularly vocal. Yep. I thought the banter uh, with, with, between that group and Bay 13 at the MCG was great. So, you know, I think small but vocal support, um, you know, and that's the challenge ahead of us is to, you know, I think mean, we'll talk about it later on. But, you know, T20 is the vehicle that brings everybody in and then, you know, graduating people to become test aficionados. I know that um, there's a, a lot of Pakistan fans have come from all around the world, from the UK, from from the U.S., and I know that's been noticed and appreciated by the Pakistan team. All right, it's more on the future of Test cricket shortly. Um,
1: how's the search for Dave Warner's baggy greens going?
3: Do you oh know, right? goodness! Well, I think it's just a it's a, it's a great mystery. It hasn't turned up yet. Um, lots of people have been working very hard to try and um, you know, look under every every rock. Um, and I just implore people, um, yeah, if anyone knows anything, to come forward. It uh, it is the thing that. You know, every kid aspires to, to wear um, but it, you know, at the moment it's just a, a great mystery and I do want to thank everyone who's been working hard to try and locate it Does it feel a bit forlorn? Well it hasn't turned up yet Yeah, um, but we, uh, we keep our
1: fingers crossed. The Warner legacy is a big part of what's playing out in front of us. What, what's your view as the current Chief Executive of Cricket Australia as what legacy Dave Warner leaves
3: cricket in this country? I think it's massive and I think he'll continue to make a, an immense contribution. Uh, it's been a really great moment and week to reflect on his entire career. I mean, we've, there's a lot of cricket. Um, I think Andrew McDonald said it, uh, you know, our greatest all-format player ever. Um, and I think this week has been a great opportunity to reflect on his entire journey. I mean, to be um, really plucked straight into international cricket with hardly playing any any first-class cricket shows the prodigious talent that he is, I, I think, um, and he's uh, just just gone on. I think you know, he's as fit, as fit as he's ever been, um, and it's just been a great opportunity to to celebrate everything he's achieved. The numbers for me, which are really remarkable, are 2, 5, and six, you know, Second highest second-highest T20 scorer, fifth-highest Test scorer uh, in Australian history, and, and sixth in ODIs. Um, just uh, yeah, sets it all. Do you like the setting? A, a proper and formal farewell for a great? Well, a- absolutely. I think it's really, really important and something that we're, we're looking to do um, and working with the ACA on, uh, is celebrating uh, the, the heritage of the game, former greats, uh, current greats, and you know, it's... Uh, I think the other thing about David is, and I think with all the cricketers, they travel so much and his family... And friends have been such a support. So it's just a really nice, I think, moment for them to recognise them as well as as well as Davey.
1: My only other question out of yesterday's play. So with 34,000 people here, there had been 48 overs bowled to tee. Are you an administrator who worries about
3: over rates in Test Cricket? I think um, we need to keep keep the game moving. Uh, and you know, I think yesterday we saw 10 wickets in a day. So I think when the game is moving in that sense, and there are a lot of you know, there are a lot of uh, changeovers there was a change of innings as well you know I think that um, it's, it's maybe less of, con- of a concern but I think when the game is is getting slower I do think it's really incumbent on on both captains and I think it's really incumbent on the, the umpires and the match referees to, to keep the game moving there, there's experimentation with the shot
1: clock in shorter forms that sort of seems to make an enormous amount of sense doesn't it is
3: to you're on the clock to change overs. Absolutely. But, I mean, there are penalties in place. I mean, really quite harsh penalties. Think back to the the Ashes players forfeited entireties of their match fees. Uh, So, you know, I think it's something, again, on on the captains and the officials to all be working together to keep the game moving.
1: The biggest topic in cricket is the trajectory, the evolution, the the fate of the, the most cherished form, Test cricket. maybe we just go piece by piece before the overall... How concerned are you to see South Africa's board prioritise its domestic T20 competition over a test series?
3: Yeah, well, I think that's been a wake-up call for everyone. I, I mean, I think the the role of T20, as I mentioned earlier, bringing new big kids in kids into the game, uh, new people into the game, can't can't be underestimated. Um, yeah, I think their T20 comp as compared to the big bash we're in our 13th edition they're in their second uh, there's quite a short comp i think for me i think the belief that the two can coexist and i think that this is a you know if anything this was uh you know a real scheduling um sub, really suboptimal scheduling um and i would you know i think we in australia um you know it's very clear that throughout the throughout the whole period of the Big Bash has been been around, we've, we've always prioritised international cricket, always prioritised Test cricket, and we will always do that. Um, but I think, you know, this has shone a light, and um, certainly we'll be working with the, the ICC, um, working with three scheduling groups to make sure those types of clashes um, don't, uh, don't manifest um, and really champion the fact that people need to be prioritising international cricket. So that 's South Africa, the West Indies squad scenario is no different.
1: seven uncapped players in their fifteen coming here now the cause is totally different. How concerned are you that a team that was weak in Test cricket has been through various circumstances weakened further and is very shortly due on our shores
3: yeah, I mean I think the West Indies situation has been um, yeah, a bit a bit longer in, in the make I mean I think if we, if we step right back if you if you speak to the the vast, vast, vast majority of players um, you know, they all want to play Test cricket, if you speak to coaching staff, Test cricket is where people really hone their craft uh, I think that the you know, the Mitch Stark example is a perfect case in point he's commanded the highest IPL uh, figure, um, having prioritised Test cricket over everything else for the last three years um, so uh, yeah, again, I think that um, it's incumbent on all of us to work together to get the scheduling right um, and then to be supporting the other countries to, to be prioritising. I think the World Test Championship is a um, has been a really a really positive development, um, and you know, teams do care about their position on the World Test Championship table and, and, and the points. So, um, yeah, you know, I think this uh, West Indies side it remains to be seen. I know that it remains to be seen how 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 strong they are. They have got some younger talent coming out and you know they'll be wanting to make a name for themselves um uh, the, the question is how long we can keep people in the international game before they then go on uh, to, to t20 competitions
1: is the ftp doing its job so i guess one of the we were just talking about south africa and india is going to be crying out for a decider but it's a two test series and regrettably this has become such a trend as all you can squeeze in is two tests it is is there a need to reform the ftp to recognise the stresses at the moment
3: yeah so i talked about the world test championship i think uh, for me th- two the preference is a minimum three test series uh, so we'll keep advocating and championing uh, championing that so i do think there is work to be done on uh, on on the ftp going forward and it's really cementing the uh, the world test championship uh, really advocating for three, uh, three test series is an absolute minimum um, and then as best as we possibly can making sure that domestic T20 competitions um, we minimise the overlap for those countries where it is a source of um, an important source of revenue um, but that uh, but every country is prioritising international and particularly test cricket. Do, do you think there's a future where fewer nations play test cricket? Uh, I think um, you know, what we've seen over the last few years in Australia, and what we're seeing this summer is, uh, and what we saw in, in the in the UK over the English summer, is that uh, test cricket is is really thriving um, in certain countries, uh, and uh, in that um, in that sense, it is a bit of a two two-speed economy. Um, so um, the, the 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 really the the challenges that we we continue to support those countries that, um, that uh, are struggling a, a little bit more in terms of, of test cricket. But the, the other piece is, you know, we saw the Netherlands as an example um, doing really well in a 10-team ODI World Cup. It's actually supporting all cricketing countries to grow and give f- further opportunities more broadly. So when you cast your mind forward, um, you know, I think test cricket is the ultimate and, and you really want to see as, as many countries... Uh, in many countries challenging as possible so you could sort of i
1: could paint you a picture where so cricket is in rude health the way that it's growing and i could see a world where there's a t20 world cup with 32 nations playing but i can't see a world where the same number of test nations are playing i'm just not and in the middle will be the world cup which was delightful for the progress of afghanistan and for the netherlands um I just wonder, you rightly point out the two-speed economy. Australia, England and India are going to be the bastions of test cricket, but what are your responsibilities to try to keep other nations or to bring them up to speed where they seem to have lagged?
3: I think the whole all the member nations together have a collective responsibility Um, and I think it's about context Um, I think it's about leading by example. Um, I think uh, yeah, i think it is um you know continuing to prioritize the world test championship um, and realize it, it is it is a it is a balancing act um, and i think we should be um you know we should be celebrating i think you're absolutely right that you know test cricket here in those countries is in absolutely ru- rude health i've been as i said thrilled by the numbers of, of families that have come in i'm uh, yeah, absolutely thrilled with the crowds thrilled with the te- the television audiences um so there's a, there's a, a little bit around supporting, but there's also a bit which is actually you know, for um, players around the world aspiring to be uh, testing themselves in, in the ultimate. And, and the Pakistan team have you know, said that this is that this is their ultimate. So uh, I think Bangladesh are a really strong emerging nation. Um, and um, yeah, ultimately it is a balance. There's never been more opportunities for players. There's never been more investment in cricket. There's never been more people around the world watching cricket. Um, so yeah, it continues to be a really, a really fine balancing act. So
1: do you feel confident that,
3: in however many years' time,
1: Pakistan will again be on a test tour of Australia?
3: Very confident. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we're not due to play them again in test series. They're out here next year for for, for white ball, uh, three t20, three ODIs, um, but. Um, yeah, certainly within the next eight years, we'll look to play them again. So I was
1: wondering, we're about to see the next two summers are going to be bonanzas. I wonder if we'll get to the end of those summers and go, well, why, are we, why would we have a summer without one of those two nations here when that's the premium product and when that's what everybody wants to see? I wonder if we'll flip the question in future. So what... Why aren't we playing India and England as the premium products all the time?
3: Uh, well, we're, we're fortunate that England and India are coming out, um, whether it's a white ball or test series, uh, you know, more frequently than, than they have. Um, so that is part of the thinking. But we want to see everybody strong. You know, I, uh, there were people that suggested that this was uh, going to be a, you know, a weaker week, week summer, but we've had record crowds in Perth, had a huge turnout. Uh, in Melbourne, and this has just been a, most, the, most, the most wonderful event. So, you know, I think as again, it just goes. Test cricket is really, really strong uh, in Australia, uh, and it, and these players want to play in in Australia against the best, you know, the best team in the world. So, um, you know, I think that um, I think it's, it's, it is um, it's about keeping the whole of of um, the whole, all, all cricketing con- con- countries strong, and really supporting new and emerging cricketing countries. And you know, I think the US is is massively exciting to have the you know the the kind of the, the triple momentum of uh, T20 World Cup, the launch of Major League Cricket, now cricket in the LA 28 Olympic Games. Uh, you know I think cricket is um, you know, arguably one of, if not the fastest growing team sport in the world. So. We we do cherish Test Cricket
1: as the primary form of the game. That's, there's no question, I believe, every word you say on that front. It, is, is it is it a truth internationally or do you think it's just a... So I read South Africa's Cricket Board statement where they spoke about Test Cricket and their actions are exactly the opposite for, for whatever reasons. Is that truly held around the world that Test Cricket is still the form by enough administrators visionaries
3: and countries? I believe it is. I think it is the challenge is the economics. Um, and so uh, I think there are parts of the world where you know, the, the revenue from a T20, an ODI and a test match are the same, yet the cost of putting on a test match is significantly higher. So um, yeah, ultimately, um, you know, I believe that the, the cricket fan um, will determine... Uh, you know what they want want to see, um, and the cricket fans in Australia are voting with their feet that they want to see Test cricket, and they're also voting with their feet that they want to see Big Bash. And that's the beauty beauty of cricket. So, um, but I think universally amongst players, um, coaches, and administrators, uh, there is a recognition that you know the purest form of the game is Test cricket, uh, the, the the ultimate test is Test cricket, um, and the format in which uh, players build their skills to be successful in other formats. Is Test cricket? yep
1: uh, On our two major events, Boxing Day and the New Year's Test, have you locked long-term contracts in with the MCC and the S, uh, the SCG Trust?
3: Uh, we're in discussions uh, at, the, at the moment around the next seven years uh, yep. with uh, right across the country. Yep. So that um, you, you'll do the suite all at once
1: rather than. So it, it feels to me like there's no world in which these two tests aren't in
3: Melbourne and Sydney. The, the, what we're working on is to um, really give everybody certainty about the f- future program for the next seven years. And that's all about um, working together with venues, working together with tourism boards um, to make the international summers of cricket in Australia as big as they can possibly be. Uh, what we've had previously is you get to the end of a season, people will kind of have a fall in the heap, have a rest, come back, and then we'll try and work out the schedule for next year. Uh, we think we can do way better than that. Um, uh, we've shown, seen through the World Cups uh, that we, when we work together with the tourism boards and venues, uh, we can really drive massive international interstate uh, attendance. You know, I love it when big events come to town, and you've got city dressing banners. Yeah. You know, you come into the airport, so all of those types of things. And you know, what's been great is as we're having those, we're having those discussions against the backdrop of just the most, you know, the most uh, wonderful. Um, test matches that, that we've seen, so really constructive discussions and it'd be great to get to a point as soon as we can where everybody's got certainty about what the, the next seven years look like
1: And the last one for today, so when Usman Khawaja plays in the BBL next week it, will he be able to wear his Dove sticker?
3: Yeah, so um, as I said I think I've said previously, we worked really constructively with um, with Uzzi we did support uh, his application um, for the Dove to the ITC so uh, once the test is finished, we'll sit down. I think he'll um, presumably then make an application to us. And I think given that we supported him uh, to make the application to the uh, ICC, I can't see that we'd have an objection.
1: This is the pink test. It supports the McGrath Foundation. We're at 115,400 virtual seats as it's been flashed up on the school board. So that's well beyond $2 million raised. It's given this test such a sense of purpose, hasn't it, over well, nearly a decade now.
3: Absolutely. And it's, you know, that's where cricket goes beyond cricket. Uh, It brings everyone together. It's brought, you know, brings communities, uh, brings people from around the world. And, you know, I think um, the McGrath, uh, partnership with the McGrath Foundation is the the benchmark. I, I get... I've had multiple calls. Every year I get calls um, in the lead-up, but also then after the test match saying, tell us about it, we want to learn other sports, other cricket boards are trying to emulate it. I think it is, without question, the best social purpose, um, social impact partnership in world sport. Um, and yeah, we were all really thrilled with the success of the, um, the partnership with Shame Warne Legacy as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's our responsibility uh, as, as the game, um, but also when the community comes together to do... Do you know, have a positive impact and um, just full credit to, to Glenn McGrath, Holly, Masters, the whole the McGrath, team at the McGrath Foundation? They are just absolutely wonderful to deal with. Tomorrow's the dedicated day, so
1: enjoy watching Dave Warner bat today, Nick. Hopefully, it's uh, long and prosperous, and it's good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Jared.